Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When a man finds himself abducted by aliens, he has no choice but to suck on the tube. And then we join a young couple at home, enjoying a little bit of time together. But as they're walking into their kitchen and they hear a loud yet muffled boom somewhere off in the distance, they have no idea they're about to tumble into another world. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command. Everyone give it up for one of our legacy Patreon supporters, Mikey Rademaker. Woohoo, yeah! Come on in, boy! Come on! I don't know why I always sound like a cowboy. Cowboy leading on a bunch of cows. Do they do cowboys traditionally clap? Mikey, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. I really do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That is another way you can help the show grow. Mikey's been a longtime contributor to the Patreon, and you also have never given me your address to get your Dead Rabbit Radio supporter stickers. So if you guys are a supporter of the Patreon and you've never gotten a sticker, you probably didn't know that you could get one. Send me your address, send it through Patreon email or any other way you get a hold of me, and we'll send it out to you because... Those stickers are cool. David, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the command codes for the Dead Rabbit rocket ship. Everyone get on board. Hope you got your spacesuit on. Hope you know how to breathe without a spacesuit. If you don't have one, hit those buttons and launch us out of Dead Rabbit Command. We're headed all the way out to an alien spacecraft. As we are headed straight up to this alien starship, Below us on the blue glob known as Earth, there's a dude, he doesn't give his name, he posted this report online, we're going to go and call him David. It's December 29th, 2022, and he said, the other night I had this dream, but I don't think it was just a dream. I don't think it was just a dream, and let's take a look at this uh, scenario that he found himself in. David goes, to be fair, the first part is a dream. I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I was being abducted by aliens, and he describes them as standard gray alien-type creatures. He's walking in this room, he calls it like a rectangular room that had a glare from all the walls. There was no identifiable light source. The whole space seemed lit up. These are all very standard things we see in alien abduction scenarios. Those are also things that if you watch enough movies, they could give you the dreams that would mimic a standard alien abduction scenario. So right now, he could be dreaming could actually be experiencing this. The great aliens speak to him telepathically, and they tell him the procedures they're about to do. He goes, I don't remember the exact words they used, but they they were very polite, very polite aliens. They let me know what I was about to undergo. And then, out of somewhere, he's standing in this room, out of somewhere, a hole opens up. 
this hose is kind of like floating around. And it goes into his mouth. Whoa. And he starts, like, it's one of those uh, translucent hoses. He can see through. And he sees this thick red liquid coming slowly towards his mouth. He's watching it come through the tube towards his mouth. And he goes, it was like a reddish liquid, and there were darker red particles in this tube. <laughs> it's coming into his mouth, right? Standard alien stuff. <laughs> totally typical gray alien abduction experience, right? And then, I don't think I can put this any better than he writes it. This was posted online by a guy using the name Naze16. He, he writes, quote, Then a liquid began flowing down the hose and into my mouth. As soon as it hit my taste buds, I couldn't help myself. And moaned loudly, Ugh, as I began greedily chugging it all down. It was the best thing I'd ever tasted. You go, Jason. <laughs> Wait, did you find? Did you happen to find somebody posting their bizarre fetish disguised as an alien abduction experience? That is not for me to decide. I would never read something like that and think, wow, this guy has a fetish. This is just started. The story's just started. And you can't call it a fetish yet. He does say, as he's telling us about his alien abduction experience, he said that even now, just typing it out is making his mouth water because he loved the taste of this liquid so much. Let's continue, though, because we want to know about the alien abduction stuff, right? Quote, I must have been standing there between a few seconds and a few minutes, but I had swallowed so much of the liquid that my stomach had began to push out. Oh, and I was expanding. <laughs> You have that. Listen, man, I don't know if this guy has some weird expansion inflation fetish, but I will say this. That is such a such a small niche of a fetish that if this guy had that fetish and got abducted by aliens who wanted to do this to him, talk about a match made in heaven. Because, I mean, that's that's awesome. If you didn't love getting inflated and the aliens were doing this to you, it would suck. There's no no pun intended as you're sucking down that delicious red liquid. But then you wonder, could the aliens have given him the fetish? <laughs> Keep thinking about that as I continue to read. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Okay, quote, I must have been standing there between a few seconds and a few minutes, but I had swallowed so much of the liquid that my stomach had began to push out. Ugh. And I was expanding rapidly. I could do nothing but swallow it. I was enjoying it so much. I grew bigger and bigger, reaching a size well over that of someone nine weeks pregnant. I was getting heavier and had to arch my back and hold my hips to prevent myself from falling forward. I could hear my belly gurgling and could feel it churning as it continued to swell.
<laughs> I have no way to follow that up. I was trying to think of something. I was like, I, that, that, that's just perfect, right? This guy either has an inflation fetish or he has one now. But if I would I, would I just read you some perverts ramblings online? No. This is Dead Rabbit Radio. This might have been an actual alien abduction because then what happened as he's slurping up that sweet, sweet crimson goo, he wakes up. He wakes up. That was all a dream. He wakes up and he's lying on his right side underneath the covers. And he feels his entire body vibrate with energy. Uh, Then he hears what he can only describe as an angry alien's voice screaming in his left ear. At that time, David starts to realize he's about to be abducted again. So it wasn't just a dream. It was real. And now that he's awake, he's going to get abducted again. And this alien is screaming louder and louder and louder in his ear. And then he wakes up. That was a dream too. That part was a dream too. But this time he wakes up and he scream. He wakes up. He's screaming so loud. He didn't want to get abducted again, even though he did love getting filled up. He did probably want to drink some of that goo. But he started screaming. He was screaming so loud. He woke himself up. And this time he wakes up for real. And his stomach is bloated. Like in real life, he says that his stomach is noticeably bloated. And it's gurgling. It's all... So he goes, oh man, maybe that wasn't a dream. Maybe that wasn't a dream. He also thought it was weird when he woke up for the final time. Or <laughs> As far as he knows, this whole podcast might be a dream for him too. He wakes up from the first dream laying on his right side with the alien screaming in his ear and then when he wakes up for the final time he's on his right side as well and he thought that was weird like he was on the same side both times anyways his let's get back to his stomach let's get back to his gurgling stomach because he likes to spend a lot of time on this he 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 calls himself when he wakes up he's quote uh noticeably bloated and then he, that, that's an intro, what's noticeably bloated, right? Like, I don't know how you would define that. <laughs> I'm also morbidly obese. I mean, it might be hard for me to notice it. But maybe if you're like 90 pounds, you could tell if you're noticeably bloated. But David says that he hadn't eaten much before bed or, or even that whole evening. And he didn't feel hungry at all. Just, quote, mildly bloated. So apparently there's a difference between mildly bloated and um, noticeably bloated. I don't know what that is. And here, this is again, I'm not going to say that this guy has an inflation fetish, but you're spending a lot of time talking about how bloated you are and drinking in that goo. But, you know, again, maybe the average listener right now, they're patting their tummy and they're like noticeably bloated. I know what that means. Anyways, if you're worried about David's safety, don't worry. Just a couple hours later... His stomach was his stomach was now just slightly bloated, according to him. That that's a lot of different uh, variations of bloated. I've only heard people go, "I feel bloated," and then they don't. They're not like, "Oh man, slightly bloated," but at least it's not noticeable as they're touching their stomach. He said he's also he did a follow up post to this. Like this wasn't just a single post talking about him ingesting this liquid that makes his mouth water when he writes about it. 
He wonders, it's, it's an interesting question, because obviously it's written like inflation fetish, and some of you may not know what that is. You're like, what in the world's an inflation fetish right when I said it, what, 10 minutes ago, and now you've seen 100 photos of your favorite cartoon characters blowing up like a blimp, floating around. Sorry about that, but anyways, um, it's written like inflation fetish porn, with the, the groaning and the arcing of the back, or arching of the back, however you say it. The stomach gurgling is really written like inflation fetish porn. What's very interesting is despite that, he has some of the similar questions we see in standard UFO stories. And that's why, as much as I love this story, because it allowed me to talk about a man sucking on a tube until his stomach swelled up. But then you have this... He asks, these are super, super interesting questions because he does start to go like, what are the long-term effects of that liquid? Like, if if it wasn't a dream, and we do see a lot of alien abduction encounters, they are in that weird cycle. That's why a lot of skeptics go, well, they're just dreaming. And sure, some of them might be, but when you're falling asleep and then you wake up and the gray aliens are standing around your bed, sometimes it's dream-like. Sometimes you can clearly state that was a dream, but this is reality. But then you have scars on your body that are unidentifiable. Where'd you get them from? If it was just inflation fetish porn, and it, it really well could be, but if it was just that, then that's just kind of funny. But if we're looking at the story, he asks the questions, he goes, what did they put me full of? Like, let's assume that this story is real, because he woke up with these other physiological effects. He goes, what in the world do they put me full of? What's the long-term effects of having this in me? Because I drank a lot. <laughs> I drank a lot of it. It was delicious. My mouth is watering just talking about it. He goes, what was the liquid? What are the long-term effects of me having the liquid in me? And where can I get some more? Did they sell it at 7-Eleven? Do you have some on you? He also says he's worried about will he ever be abducted again? He thought it was weird. He goes, why was the alien screaming at me in anger? He goes, I could detect anger in the voice of the alien screaming in my ear. It's like, and then I felt like they wanted to take me again, but then I didn't want to be taken again. Despite his love for the goo, he didn't want to get abducted again. So it was super interesting. And he did a follow-up post to this where he, and it was actually a completely separate post, he said that he is suffering some physiological effects long-term. He go well, not long-term, but as of now, he's starting to have joint issues, joint inflammation and muscle pain. It's a super interesting story. It's quite funny for us to read it. And But this would be kind of terrifying to go through, in a sense, because there's so many different ways we could look at it. The way it's written, it is written like if inflation fetish points. So you wonder, like, could... If this dude was completely normal before this, but then he got abducted by aliens and he was getting aroused... <laughs> he never says he was getting aroused. <laughs> I'm adding that in. He never, he never said he popped a boner or anything. But I'm just saying, like, if he did get aroused by inflating like a balloon. You're <laughs> like, Jason, he didn't say that. That was no part of the story. Why are you making that a hypothetical thing? I'm going to have to put into the show notes my episode about the bridesmaids inflating. But anyway, you're like, Jason, I'm not listening to that episode. I'm barely listening to this one. I'm fast-forwarding through all this. Let's just say, for sake of argument, he was getting aroused while he was inflating. But it would have been against his will, right? It would have been because the the goo was so delicious. And so he's moaning, so I think we can assume he's aroused. 
But he imagine you didn't want that fetish. Imagine you lived your life totally normal, and then you have this quote-unquote dream you're directed by aliens, and they give you an inflation fetish. You're like, what? <laughs> First off, you'd be like, what is that? And you'd have to research it. You're like, oh, no. I don't want to be attracted to this stuff. Like, could the aliens do something to you that would give you a fetish? You know, the, the weirdest thing about fetishes is how they develop. Generally, you're a young kid, and your sister tackles you and goes, smell my feet, smell my feet, Henry, smell my feet. And you're like, no, no, I don't want to smell your feet. That's generally how fetishes happen. I'm sure you could develop one later in life if there was something that you really, you didn't know was a thing, right? You didn't know that having sex with balloons was a thing when you were a kid. Do you remember being at a birthday party when you were a kid? <laughs> And some hot lady smothered your head with a balloon and showed the static electricity. And everyone, everyone's like, wow, Billy, look at your hair. It's sticking up in the air. And you just feel a balloon on your head. And you got this big pair of clown boobs right in your face. And you don't have context for anything that's going on. But you don't really think about it. But then you're 50 years old and you happen to be looking around the Internet. And for whatever reason, you were looking for balloons. <laughs> and then uh, a, a video popped up of a dude having sex with a balloon. And then you could have a full-blown fetish then. But even then, I would argue, in this hypothetical situation, that's never happened in the history of mankind, that the 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 fetish started when you were young. They all start when you're young. But what if aliens could give you a fetish? What if, like, if I... Oh, let's even leave aliens out of it. Let's say I kidnap you and lock you in my closet. And then... <laughs> okay, this going to... I think we just need to end the segment because it's going to get real dark real fast. It's going to get... Okay, so how about we just look at that? David, that was such an amazing story. I hope you're okay. And who knows? I mean, yes, the long-term effects of sucking on red fluid coming out of an alien's tube, we don't know. This is one of these stories that it could 100% be disguised fetish porn. But the way... Like, the fetish porn's in the middle... And the rest of it is a standard UFO story. I'm questioning whether or not something happened to this guy. Because those are legit questions. What's He didn't go, what's the long-term effects? Am I always going to get inflated? Am I always going to feel as good? No, he's like, my, jo my joints hurt. This isn't pleasant. What happened? It could It could really be a legitimate alien encounter. So we'll just end it like that. We'll just end it like that. Before I threaten you with giving you fetishes in my closet, Mikey Rademacher, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We're leaving behind my closet. I didn't kidnap you. You, you came here willingly. <laughs> you came here willingly and you brought your own balloons. Mikey, fly us out of my closet. Let's head all the way out to a house in the suburbs. <laughs> it's March 22nd, 2022. And we're at this house in the suburbs. We're just kind of sitting up on the roof. And we see a car pull up. Opening the door. And we see a young couple get out of it. We're going to see Sarah. They don't give their real names, but Sarah. And then her husband, Joe. She calls him Joey, though. Sarah and Joey, they walk into the house. It's March 22nd, 2022. It's 2.50 in the afternoon. It's just a standard day in this nice suburban neighborhood. When they get home, they go into the kitchen, and Sarah says, 
We're walking to the kitchen. Joey is in front of me, and he's standing right next to the refrigerator. I'm looking at his back. And I was about halfway into the kitchen myself. And then off in the distance, I hear a muffled... And then off in the distance, I hear a... She described it as sounding like a muffled boom coming from somewhere. And even she, at the time, didn't remember this noise. It was only when she looks back on it, she goes, I I remember that noise. But at the time, she didn't really perceive what was going on. But there's a muffled boom somewhere somewhere off in the distance. And then... Sarah said it felt like somebody hit her across the back of the thighs. As if someone took like a broomstick or a board and just slap right across the back of the thighs. She moaned. She's like, oh. No, no fetish. She's standing there and she feels the impact of something slapping against the back of her thighs. And then the world tilted. That's exactly how she described it. She felt this physical force hit across the back of her thighs and, quote, the world tilted. The whole kitchen floor tilted so hard, Sarah is now standing at at what she could only gauge as like a 90 degree angle. The floor is flipped so hard that she's actually physically leaning in the opposite direction of the tilt to avoid just tumbling on forever. Like the whole floor goes... At the same time where she's trying to right herself, and really, this is so chaotic. What's happening with her senses is so insane that she can't really make sense of what's going on. Her body almost instinctively leans to the opposite direction to try to steady herself. As Sarah is trying to make sure she doesn't slip and fall, down this sharp angle, she notices her husband in front of her is holding onto the fridge for dear life. He's fighting the tilt, too. 30 seconds pass. They're frozen in this motion. They're trying to not fall. On a floor that they've walked on a hundred, a thousand times. A totally normal floor. It's now tilted. And after 30 seconds, in an instant, the floor has returned to normal. Sarah is now able to fully stand up. She's no longer having to kind of crunch her body down and try to maintain this pose. She's able to fully stand up. And at the same time, her husband lets go of the fridge. And turns to her. And he's out of breath. And she asks her husband, are you okay? Joey looks straight into Sarah's eyes and says, Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, but... I don't know what happened, but for a moment there, I thought I was going to fall flat on my face. And I had to grab that fridge to keep that from happening. Sarah's now realizing whatever happened to her happened to him. She's confirmed it. She saw him grab onto the fridge, but now 
He's confirming that the floor was also wrong for him. And then he goes on to say, I don't know what happened. I was walking towards the fridge and all of a sudden it felt like something just BAM hit me in the back of the legs. And it hit me so hard I stumbled forward. And the next thing I know, the floor was slipping out from under me. And Sarah had the same sensation. When that force hit her, she felt herself kind of stumble a bit and then the floor flip. And they both stood there like that for 30 seconds till everything returned to normal. Sarah was posting about this online. She was posting about it under the username Hellcat's Wife. And she goes... Ever since then, things haven't been right. For one, both of us for the next several days could still feel where that force had hit them in the back of the legs. It felt sore. As if whatever slammed into us hit us with enough force, not just to make us stumble forward, but to leave a, not a mark, but a lasting impression. They could definitely feel the physical touch of it, the physical pain of it, after all these days. But that's one thing. We see physiological effects after high strangeness that does happen. In one way, that gives the experiencers a little bit of proof of what happened, right? Gurgling stomachs, for example... Or in this one, your legs hurt for a couple days. Having another witness in the event is a big thing as well. If it was just Sarah or just Joey, the story may have never been told. They might have just chalked it up to some issue, most likely medical. If this happened to you alone, you're walking into a kitchen, everything tilted, you might make a doctor's appointment. You might go, whoa, is that what a stroke feels like? Is that what a heart attack feels like? But if this was just the story of the kitchen tilting, which would be weird enough, if it was just two people experiencing it at the same time, which would be weird enough. If it was just feeling the physical pain later, that'd be weird enough, but we're not done. Sarah goes, ever since the incident, both of us feel off. But maybe that's not the best way to put it. Maybe it's not that we feel off, it's that everything else is off. She said, other than myself and my husband, our children, and our dog, the world is weird. Close relationships we used to have, not with our immediate nuclear family, but old friends, co-workers, something's off. We've developed new hobbies to replace the ones we no longer love. It's like a complete 180 took place, is how she put it. A reset button on life. You got a lot of people responding to this as to what it could be. Obviously, people started talking about carbon monoxide detectors. Other people were saying... 
There's a possibility of if there's a low intensity blast in the area, the shockwave could cause some perception issues, things like that. Um, you have these different theories going around, but the one, those were kind of the skeptic theories, right? Maybe you just felt, a, maybe, maybe it was just something exploding nearby that the government covered up. Don't worry about it. Maybe it was that, maybe it was carbon monoxide, maybe it was all this other stuff. But then, of course, you had the believers come in, and their opinion was they slid into an alternate universe. Now, just the tilting of the floor wouldn't explain that. But the fact that now they find all these things different, things they used to love they don't love, relationships they used to cherish they no longer care about, that was what was kind of making people angle towards that maybe you're in an alternate reality now. A couple days later, Sarah came on and did an update because people were like, check for things that have changed. Things that you can actually measure. It's hard to measure how much you cared about your coworker prattling on about days of our lives or whatever. But what's something you can measure? Well, she did return a couple days later to post again. An update to the original post is how she put it. She goes, I have found one thing that's different. Really the only thing that I could really notice. She goes, we've lived in this house for years. And we had this lamp. And it was the lamp that was right next to the couch that we had always shut off when we were getting ready to watch a movie. And the other day, I was sitting there and I went to shut it off. I turned the knob, click, and the light got brighter. I turned it again, click, and it got dimmer. Turned it again, click, it went off. She said the lamp we've had for years was a single switch lamp. You turn it on, light lights up. Click it again, shuts off. That's the lamp we've had all of these years. And when you'd be sitting there and it's time to shut that light off to watch a movie, and we've all done this a hundred times, you'd reach up and you'd shut it off. You'd just click it once and that light would go dead. She goes, but the lamp in our living room now is a three-way lamp with a three-way light bulb. You have to keep turning it until you shut it off. She goes, I know that's not the lamp that was there. I know that's not the lamp that was there for years. And I know that's not the light bulb. And I have a thousand memories of flipping that switch once. And that light shutting off. She goes, right now, that's the only difference I've found. This is obviously a fascinating story. We're looking at a possible experiencers, people who remembered shifting into another dimension. If the story's true, could be made up. If the story's true, that's what this would perfectly detail. We've covered a story like this before where the guy got in the horrible car accident and he ended up in this weird realm where the giant sorting wheel was like destroying the landscape. It's one of my favorite stories that I've done out of 2,000 stories we've covered. I'll put it in the show notes. That's what this feels like to me. 
What it sounds like to me is they're in the kitchen, their kids and their dog are nearby, if not in the house, in the neighborhood, and a bomb went off. And it vaporized everybody around them, and it would make more sense if the dog and the kids are at home, and they were all vaporized in the same blast. That's what that explosion was. And everything tilts, and that is them in that sorting wheel type of thing. That is their reality actually freaking out. We don't know how old the kids are. We don't know if they're like, Hey, Johnny, uh, did you get uh, thrown in another dimension lately? Did you figure out that your your feet were totally off or, you know, whatever? Like, how would you explain that to a kid? Some explosion, some disaster happened in their original reality, and now they're in ours. But it's the way alternate reality works is that it's actually quite possible that Sarah and Joey got thrown into our reality where in this world she notices there's a three-way light bulb and in that reality there was just a one-way light bulb. And it could be in this reality when they went to the store that was the only one available. So they got the three-way light bulb one. And that's the way the Mandela effect works or the way that we know about alternative universes quantum immortality, things like that, is this idea that you can recognize little things that weren't there before. Things can be different. But then you think, what if... Let's put our conspiracy caps on for the second time this episode to wrap this up. What if this could explain some... For the Spotify censors out there. I don't have to worry about YouTube anymore, but Spotify. Some that the alternate universe theory explains some mental illnesses. Recently, I covered this story on my true crime TikTok YouTube channel. Told the story in about a minute. It's not a lot. I'll probably tell it in a minute here as well. Super recent true crime story. December 13th, 2022, so incredibly recently, in Mitchell, the city of Mitchell in Indiana, there was a man named Sean Hayes. He's 53 years old, and he starts posting on Facebook saying, Hey guys, hope everything's going good with you. Me, my life's a little messed up right now. I'm pretty sure my dad got kidnapped and has been replaced with a robot. So, can I get your help with this? Now, that would be alarming enough if you were his friend. If he's in your top five, it's popping up right in the front. You're like, oh, great, Sean. But th th this is how he ends this post. He goes, quote, I need to know for sure that that is a robot that looks like my dad before I shoot at it. Now, we don't know whether or not they alerted authorities about this, because obviously that's pretty pretty alarming. You're, you're building your own robot right now. You're like, Godzooks, they beat me to it. I'll have the authorities stop them. No, um, you're like, oh my God, I think Sean Hayes is about to shoot his dad. I don't know, though, if they actually called the authorities or not, but on December 20th, 2022, the police do a welfare check of the Hayes residence. So they may have been alerted or people may just thought it was weird that they hadn't heard from Richard Hayes, 73-year-old father of Sean Hayes. So the police show up at the house, and they see Sean Hayes running out of the house to get in his pickup truck, and the police see a shotgun in the pickup truck. There's a scuffle that breaks out. A cop grabs the shotgun. Sean Hayes starts fighting these cops off. Finally, they subdue him. 
And then they see laying in the front yard of the house is the body of Richard Hayes. He had been shotgunned in the chest and in the head. His body had also been mutilated and partially dismembered. Apparently, Sean Hayes was looking through his dad's intestines trying to find the wires to prove that his dad was a robot. Trying to find some... (laughs) That's a tragic story. It's a tragic story, don't get me wrong. But... What if... Not making light of this, okay? Conspiracy cap. <laughs> you can't get mad at conspiracy cap stuff. What if, in an alternate reality, Sean Hayes' dad <laughs> was a robot? In an alternate reality, he actually was a robot. And then Sean Hayes slid into the universe where he's not a robot, but thought he was still a robot. Now, I want to be very clear. You shouldn't murder him at all, whether or not he's a robot. But what if, that's all I'm saying, is people who suffer from these mental delusions that their loved ones have been replaced with zombies or clones or people who are complaining about being gang-stalked, what if they came from an alternate universe where they were being gang-stalked and now they're all here? It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story of alternate realities, of unlived lives, and yet tiny changes within these lives that we may not notice. There may be a lot of changes that would indicate we actually were from an alternate universe and not something as big as the Berenstein Bears, not even something as small as being able to detect your light bulb, but text changing in a book you've never read. You have a book on your library, you have a book up on your library shelf at home, you never read it, it was a gift, and simple text changed in there, you would never know. The changes could be minute, the changes could be huge. The question is, when it happens to you, because if we're talking about quantum immortality, we're talking about this happening to everybody at some point. When you die, you simply shift into a universe you haven't died in yet. If that theory is true, when you shift... Will you be able to tell what changed? I mean, technically, at this point, like, I'm 46 years old, I can identify quite a few times, maybe six to ten times, where I legit should have died in that situation. Like, miracle beyond the heavens that I didn't die. And I'm still here. But it's possible that I've shifted six to ten times already. And this is the tenth. And those are the ones I remember. I'm not even thinking about the time when I was a baby. Apparently I had a heart attack when I was born. A little baby boy going, and then I had a heart attack. My mom debates that. She goes, you didn't have a heart attack. But my medical record said that I did. And she goes, Jason, they would have told me if my baby had a heart attack right after you were born. So I don't know. Maybe she's from an alternate universe where I didn't have That is explain why my medical records are like that in this universe. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Well, I guess it does. I guess that's the point. But it could be that we're shifting, not every single second of the day, but I've shifted 6 to 12 times, and maybe that accounts for my bad memory. Maybe that accounts for me not being able to pronounce words correctly. Maybe in my original universe, the cat and the car are known as the Jaguar. The question is, is like, when these changes happen, will you notice them? 
when these changes happen, and they will happen, if this theory is true, they'll happen to us multiple times. And as we get older and our lifespan gets shorter, they'll happen more and more often. Slip in the bathtub? No, you didn't. You caught the railing at just the right time. But the universe is slightly different. Trip in the garden? Land on the rake face first? No, you didn't. You didn't put the rake there. You did fall on the ground. You got a mouthful of earthworms. But the rake didn't pierce your brain. Car accident? Because you're an elderly person driving a car and you can't really see that well? <laughs> it caused that huge car accident because you couldn't see really, really well. You know, you, those uh, cheerleaders are going to need to go to physical therapy for a while that you ran into. But you didn't die. You kept on driving. <laughs> you kept on driving. You didn't even know you hit those girls. And all of these things happen. You didn't have a heart attack in the middle of the night. You woke up totally fine. But all around you, the universe is completely changing. And you're dying so often, the older you get, it's changing more and more frequently. And at what point does it become unrecognizable? At what point is it not, oh, the lamp's different, or this book title's different? At what point does it become completely unrecognizable? And you wake up and you, you don't recognize anybody around you. You don't recognize the house that you're in. You don't know what's going on. And we see that in people and we think they're insane. They're raving lunatics. They're walking down the street and they're talking to no one about Russian spy satellites beaming messages into their brain. But what if these are just people who lived a life so hard they died so many times that they're now in a world that while it's normal to us, it's unrecognizable to them. It is the, the, the kingdom of the insane. We totally see it as a normal reality, a normal planet, but to them it is so divorced from the world that they knew. And even though... Every time they died, they moved just a little bit farther away, inches, inches away into alternate universes. Eventually, they've died so many times, they're in something that is unrecognizable to them. Something that induces insanity. It's that alien to them. We pump them full of drugs, and all that does is calm down the chemicals that are screaming in their head. None of this is real. None of this is real. This is not the world you remember. Is that the fate of what happens to someone who has slid through reality time after time after time after time after time? They move farther away from a world they actually recognize to a world that nothing is what they know of it. Is that why mad men walk the streets screaming at the top of their lungs? They've witnessed a reality that never should have existed in the first place. But to us, it's just home. And if that's the case, what happens to us when we slide too far through the alternates? What happens to us when we realize we're in a world that has many more differences than just a lamp, a couple movie titles, a couple quotes? What happens when we keep going deeper and deeper? What happens when we die time after time after time and it's tiny changes 
compounded by more tiny changes, compounded by more tiny changes, until one day we pick ourselves up out of the garden, wipe the fresh soil off of our faces. We look at the neighborhood we've lived in for years. We don't recognize a single person walking down the street. Nothing is as it seems. Nothing is as you remembered. Everything is wrong. You know it. You know it. And no one can tell you otherwise. And as you're screaming and ranting, and the police are called, the doctors are called, and you're pumped full of medicine, and you're strapped down, and you are treated as just one of a countless number of mental patients, the people who are doing the strapping, the people who are putting the medicine in your body, the police officers who arrest you, all of the residents of the neighborhood, all of them will eventually share your fate. Plunged through a sea of alternate realities. Until finally, they go mad in a world different than the one they always knew. And if you think that's bad, wait until you die. Again. If you thought this last world drove you mad, the next one's going to be a scream. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.